You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, take your seats. I said take your seats. Class, sit. I swear you're all acting like a bunch of animals. Pet Life Radio presents Teacher's Pet, where you'll learn how to understand and communicate with your pet and train them to be the best pet they can be. It's time to see the world from your pet's point of view. So give a tail-wagging welcome to your Teacher's Pet host on PetLifeRadio.com. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Hi, welcome to Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. This is Pia Salvani, Director of Training and Behavior at St. Hubert's Animal Welfare Center in Madison, New Jersey, and your host. This week, we will be starting our new format. In order to give you as much information as possible, I will be interviewing well-known guests, authors, lecturers, and trainers in the field of animal behavior. We will try to cover as many topics as we can. As a little teaser, some of the topics that we will be discussing over the next few months will be summer noise phobias, selecting the right dog from a shelter, grieving dogs, bully breeds, helping Fido be happy home alone, and the emotions of people and dogs, and much more. Please check in each week so you don't miss your favorite topic. If you have a specific topic that you would like me to cover, please email me at pia at petliferadio.com. Now, every other week, we will be conducting a live training session. So you will need your dog, obviously, a bag of treats, and a tug toy. So we're going to actually, today, we're going to work a little bit on tug. Sometimes we will build on previous sessions, and other times we will work on something new. So before we begin our training session, if you don't have your dog, treats, and a tug toy, now's the time to get ready. So go and get them. You will also need a pen and paper handy. We'll take a short break to hear from our sponsors, and when we return, get ready to have some fun. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's Pet will be back in two shakes of a tail, right after recess. Pick up something unique at a Bone to Pick dog boutique. A Bone to Pick has cool hip fashions for big and small dogs that will have their tails wagging in style. Cat products too. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Check out our eco-friendly pet products and gifts for humans too. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Get your pet's mouth watering monthly with our Gourmet Treat of the Month Club. And join a Bone to Pick's free birthday club for your puppy. A-B-O-N-E. Dash to dash P-I-C-K dot com. Pick up something special for your best friend at a bone to pick. A B O N E dash T-O dash P-I-C-K dot com. Get 10% off with coupon code PetLife. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No. To my condo 
en podcast. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet. Pay attention. There may be a quiz later. Welcome back. This is Pia Silvani, host of Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. Thanks for joining us. Today we're going to do our first training session, but let's talk a little bit first about positive reinforcement training. 20 years ago when I started training, the methodologies used were quite different than they are today. We really never taught our dogs what the words meant. We simply said a word such as sit, maybe push down on the rump of the dog to make him do it, and that was it, and we expected him to know better. Today, many trainers still use these methods, but many of us have found better ways which are more fun, more rewarding to both the dog as well as to us. The key thing to remember, however, that positive reinforcement training does not mean permissive. It simply means that the dog is taught to do something, and if he does it correctly, he will be rewarded for it. Like people, dogs love to work for rewards and will begin to offer you behaviors in hopes of getting one. Getting rewards will motivate your dog to perform the behavior again and again. The more you reinforce it, the faster the behavior is going to turn into a habit. But be careful not to inadvertently reward the dog for misbehaving. For an example, very popular behavior that dogs do is they get into the laundry basket or they go into your wastebasket and steal a tissue. And it appears that the dog will come to you and show you what he has in his mouth. And all of a sudden, everybody starts to chase the dog. What fun for the dog when you think of it from the dog's perspective. So inadvertently, what you're doing is you're reinforcing the dog for taking things. So be careful what you are rewarding. So what is a reward, you ask? So many people think it's just food. While food can be one type of reward used, it is not the only reward that you should be using. Rewards are anything that your dog likes. What my dog likes might not necessarily be what your dog likes. So before we get started, let's find what your dog's motivational triggers are. On your piece of paper, what I'd like you to do now is write down the following topic headings, leaving space for a list of three to five subcategories underneath. Okay, here are the topics. The first one is play slash toys. Topic two, real life rewards. Topic three, food treats. And topic four, petting and praise. So again, it's play toys, 
real life rewards, food treats, petting and praise. Now, under play toys, what I'd like you to do is write a number one and next to that, write down your dog's favorite game to play and his favorite toy. For homework, you will write down three or four more games or items that your dog likes, number five being the lowest on the motivational totem pole. Now, for example, my sheet of paper here in front of me has the following. Number one, frisbee. Number two, squeaky balls. Number three, fleece braided tug toys. Number four, find it. And number five, hide and seek. Before you play any of your games, Ask your dog to do something. Why give it away for free? Sometimes, of course, you can do a few freebies, obviously. You don't want him to be a robot. But before I take my dog out for Frisbee, I'll always practice some sits and downs and have the dog wait, which we will go over here. But absolutely don't take your dog out every single day and play for free. This is a good time to practice. Now, let's move on to number two, real life rewards. Think of these as places to go things to do. What does your dog like to do? Put a number one and write down your favorite thing that your dog likes to do. Here's my list. Number one, swimming. Number two, hiking. Three, playing in the brook. Number four, a walk. And number five, a car ride. Again, write down your number one and then fill in the rest later. Use your real life rewards after you've asked your dog to do something, just like you did with play. Okay, let's move on. Food treats is the next category. I'm going to tell you what my list is here for my dog. Number one, I know this might not sound good, but it is liver. (laughs) Number two, steak. Number three, chicken. Number four, cheese. And number five, turkey. Now you say, those are all quote-unquote, human foods. I thought we're not supposed to feed human foods. Obviously, make sure that you check with your vet and make sure your dog doesn't have any particular allergies. But I've always given real food to my dogs, human-grade food, as treats, and I've never had a begging dog from the table. The key factor is, if you're going to use human food as a food reward, make sure that you are not giving it from the table. A feeding from the table will cause your dog to beg, but simply giving him regular food outside of the context of you eating is not going to cause a begging dog. Now, you may need to do a food sampling to know his regular food might work well as a reward at home or in familiar walks, but it's meaningless to him if he's just eaten a full bowl and now you attempt to use it as a reward around distractions. Most dogs should not be fed prior to any training session, especially if you intend on using food as a motivator or reward. So think about it, uh, how stuffed you are after a Thanksgiving dinner. The warm apple pie with homemade vanilla ice cream may not be as rewarding at that time. Compared to a piece of broiled fish and veggies for dinner, now maybe you might be more motivated for that warm apple pie. Okay, lastly, Petting and praise is the last category. Here's my list. Butt scratches, number one. Number two, cheers. My dogs love when I go, hoo-hoo. And number three, body pats. My dogs have learned that they love when I give them quick little pats on the side of their body. Now, some dogs are highly motivated by praise, but most dogs have to be taught to like praise. They learn to like it because typically it's always followed by something good. 
could be food, it could be play, could you just just you being happy. But if you never linked it with something good, it probably would have a very low value and would be very low on the motivational totem pole. Okay, now that you have those written down, let's talk a little bit about how we're going to mark good behavior. We call this a conditioned positive reinforcer. We need to tell the dog that what he just did is correct and a reward will be following. So we're going to pick a word to use that means you did exactly what I liked and a reward will always follow. Think of it as a contract. I like to use the word yes. The verbal marker yes is used as a predictor or a signal of a reward when it's paired with something specific. And again, reward, that can be anything that's on your list. So remember, as you know, your rewards are going to be anything that your dog will work for. So, for example, if you tell your dog to sit and he performs the behavior, so for example, he puts his butt on the ground, the second he puts his butt on the ground, you're going to say yes and follow it with a reward thereafter. Now, one of the advantages of having this positive marker is that you can use it at great distances. Now, a lot of people say, well, can't I just use verbal praise instead of yes? Absolutely. However, yes will capture the behavior a lot quicker. So for very quick behaviors, such as releasing a tug toy, which we're going to do today, teaching a sit, teaching a down, what I'd like you to do is mark it with a yes followed by a food treat. So your dog learns to get excited when he hears the word yes. We're going to use verbal praise such as good boy, good girl for duration exercises. Basically, good boy, good girl means keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a nice job. Lastly, we need a release word. We need the dog to understand that it's not up to him to decide when the behavior's over. He must look to you for permission for the end of the behavior. So, we're going to teach him a release word, meaning you're done, exercise complete. So, we're going to use the word okay. So, think of okay as exercise finished. Now, before we get started on our training, again, take a look at your rewards. And we'll be right back after we take a short break to hear from our sponsors. So, don't go away. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's pet will be back in two shakes of a tail, right after recess. Fluff your feathers, roll out your tongue, shine your fins, snap on your leashes, and grab your human. It's the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo. Two full days of pet-tastic fun that no pet lover should miss. Join us for shopping, the Barks and Couture Fashion Show, Dream Pet Wedding, Ultimate Pet Makeover, Pet Communicator, Rescue Me Pet Adoption, Service Dog Demonstration, and tons of fun contests. Bring your pets and join us at the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo, Saturday, September 27th, and Sunday, September September 28th at the Kentucky Expo Center. For more information, go to LouisvillePetExpo.com. There's nothing like a shaggy dog, baby. They're shagatonic. And this is the place to find out how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Oh, yeah. So stop by our pad every week and get switched on, baby. Switched on to the show that's all about attitude. Oh, behave. 
with your groovy host, pet edutainer Arden Moore. Yeah, baby, yeah. Every week on demand on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet. Pay attention. There may be a quiz later. Welcome back to Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. This is Pia Silvani, your host. Today we're going to be working on several things and we just got done talking about markers and release words as well as what rewards are. What I'd like you to do now is have a seat on the floor and get your dog next to you. And I'm doing that right now with with my dog. Uh, I have two Belgian Tervurans. You see one on on the site. Uh, That is Gwynny, also known as Guinevere. I also have her father who is nine years old. His name is Lance or Lancelot. They are Belgian Tervurans, which are herding dogs from Belgium, and they are very active working dogs. So what I'm going to do is one excellent exercise to teach, and you can teach this when you get a puppy. It's wonderful to teach your dog when you're just hanging around, is to sit and relax with you when you're on the floor. Many times when you're sitting on the floor, you might be playing a board game with your children. You might be watching television. You could even be exercising. Dogs think that's playtime. That's a good opportunity to start grabbing at your clothing, jumping all over you, uh, basically being a nuisance. So instead, let's teach your dog when you're relaxing, that's his time to relax as well. So what I'd like you to do now, anytime we're in between exercises or you can practice this at night when you're watching television, have a seat on the floor and get your dog either between your legs, you can put your dog next to you, wherever you're comfortable. You can lean up against a sofa or a chair. You can just sit in the middle of the floor. Again, the key is that you're relaxing, the dog is relaxing. Get him into a position. If he won't lie down right now, that's fine. But what I want you to do now is start to massage your dog. And when I talk about massage, I want you to do this very slowly. Okay? Use your fingertips only and start off by your dog's head, okay? up by his ears. Again, you're not scratching. You're not moving quickly. You're just going very slowly, deep muscle pressure. Try to get deep into the dog's muscle. You should really go down into his neck area, into the shoulder area, moving down the legs. You should start to relax the dog. If your dog starts to become fidgety or he fusses, just hold him very still, remain calm, don't yell at him, just tell him to calm down and continue on with the massage. If you notice that he doesn't like some place where you're touching, he could be sore in that area. Um, you obviously don't want to touch in an area if he's having a problem. Uh, obviously, if you have any kind of aggression, if the dog doesn't like his feet touched and he growls, let's not go there right now. Just find spots where he likes. He should eventually just sort of melt into your arms. Okay, go down his spine. Feels really good to the dog, too. Almost take your fingertips and go on each side of the spine. If any of you have gone to a chiropractor, you know how good that feels. All right. As you're doing that, and this can be an exercise that you can do anytime 
that we're in a training session in between exercise. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, taking treats gently. Treats are a reward. They shouldn't be given for free, nor should the dog grab them out of your hands or take half your hand with the treat. So what you're going to do now is stand up and get your dog up. You can tell him, okay, give him a little body pat. And I want you to take a couple treats and put them in your hand. So place one treat, and your treat should be small. When we talk about treats, I don't want large treats. So if you have large treats, I want you to break them down. Take a look at your fingernail. Basically, your treat should be half the size of your fingernail. And that does not matter what size dog it is. If you have a really tiny dog, a petite dog, it just be a tiny little morsel. Remember, food treats are about palatability. It's not about the size. If you give them too large of a treat, they're going to get full very quickly. So I want you to take one small treat. I want you to put it between your thumb and your forefinger, present it to the dog, and say, take it. Okay, now, if your dog, if you felt teeth on your fingers, your dog is taking the food obviously too hard. So what I want you to do now then, if that, was, if that occurred, take the treat, put it in a closed fist, put your fist in front of your dog's nose, wait for him to lick your hand. Now he might be biting it at this point. Wait for him to use his tongue to lick your hand for the treat. As soon as he, you feel his tongue licking your fist, say yes, open your palm, and give him the treat. Okay, take hold of another treat. Do the exact same exercise over and over again. So the dog now starts to learn that in order to get the treat, he's got to lick and not use his mouth, his teeth. Teeth should never touch people's bodies anywhere under any circumstance. So again, your, their lit dog is licking. Second you feel his tongue, say yes, open and present. As you present, you can say take it. So we're really teaching them a word that means put it in your mouth. And that's going to be used later on when we teach a retrieve. So one more time, closed fist. If he licks, tell him yes, present and say take it. Now, if he never uses teeth and he took the treat very nicely, you can do the exact same thing. Present the treat, tell him to take it, and then release into his mouth. Okay. Very nice. All right. Let's work a little bit now on teaching the dog tug. And this is a wonderful exercise to do, as well as making a positive association about relinquishing objects. So I like to use the word either give, release. You can say gracias. Use whatever word you like. I do avoid using the phrase drop it. I find that when people use the phrase drop it, they say it in a very negative tone. Their tonality goes down. It's like the dog has locked jaw and the owner has locked jaw and drop it. So pick a word that you can say in a pleasant tone of voice. Even if it's something, the dog is something that he should not have or something of value or something that's dangerous. The key is to say your release word in the calmest tone possible. This will help. So, what I'd like you to do now is take your little tug toy out and tease your dog with it. And when I say tease your dog with it, the best way to do this is to sort of drag it on the ground like it's a snake. What you want to say nothing at this point. Don't say a word. Don't say, come on. 
Don't say get it. Say absolutely nothing. Okay. Wait for the dog to place it in his mouth. And as soon as he does, what I want you to do is start a tug game with him. Okay. Now, you're not pulling up. I want you to pull straight out. So if the height of your dog's head is at your knees, you're tugging at knee level. You never want to elevate the dog into the air. Okay, so you're tugging at the dog's head level, wherever that is. For a tiny dog, you may need to sit on the floor okay, and tug very low. Allow the dog to keep tugging. Now, what you can do, again, you're not saying anything. You can say tug as the dog is tugging. So you're pairing up that word with that particular behavior. So as he's tugging, I say tug. Now we need to get him to release the tug toy. You have two options. Option number one, take hold of his collar very gently. So take your fingers, put it underneath the dog's collar from the bottom part up near his neck. Okay, hold on to the collar and now stop tugging. Continue to hold on to the object, but don't pull. If your dog starts to pull the object away from you, do not pull back. Okay, instead, bring your dog toward you with your hand in the collar. As soon as he relinquishes the object, tell him yes and start the tug game over again. So again, option one, once he's tugging, tease him with the toy, wait for him to grab it. Hey, if he's not grabbing the toy, you're going to have to find a different toy. It's got to be something that your dog likes to take. As soon as he grabs it, tell him tug. Hey, tug, tug, tug. Take hold of the collar. Stop tugging. Wait him out. Be patient. Don't tug. Again, if he's pulling against the object, don't pull back. Now you're giving him something to pull against. Pull him slightly towards you. Be gentle. Stay calm. The second he starts to open his mouth, you can now say, release. And now you've paired the word up. Another way you can do this, if you're having a difficult time with this, what I'd like you to do is keep a piece of food, a reward up on the table. Get your dog tugging again. Okay. Once he's tugging, what I'd like you to do, take with your other hand, take hold of the treat, place it right in front of the dog's nose. The second the dog opens his mouth, say, give or release, give him the treat, and then wait it out. Now, once he's getting into the pattern of relinquishing the object, he should not, rule number one, he should never grab the object until you say, take it. If he does, the game ends. Number two, he must always relinquish the object when you say give or release. And number three, if he starts to get carried away by grabbing at clothing and jumping up on you and maybe grabbing your body parts, no accidental misses. Game ends. So basically, when you think about it, it takes two to tug. If you're not tugging, the game is over. So, one more time, what you're going to do is, if your dog is now willingly taking the toy, you can tell your dog to sit, and I'd like you to snap the toy out in front of you and say, take it. And if he doesn't take it, tease him with it a little bit, and as soon as he does, tell him yes, and now say tug as you're tugging, so you're both tugging together, praise your dog. Some people ask, well, what if he's, if he's growling a little bit? That's okay, as, as long as he's continuing to play. If he starts to get too aroused, stop the game. Don't let him get carried away with it. Now what I'd like you to do, either take hold of his collar 
or you might need a food treat. As soon as he starts to open his mouth, that's when you pair it with a word, say give or release. And the second he does, yes, perfect. And you can start your tug game again. So this will be a game that you're going to play. My suggestion is if you have children, you establish the rules first. Once the dog understands the rules, then your children can play the tug game, obviously supervised. Both children, as well as dog, have to follow the rules of the game. So, here's a game that you can use now. Now, this is a great reward for dogs. Tell him to sit, and his reward is tug. It doesn't necessarily have to be a treat. If you tell him to lie down, and he does, you can say, take it. And now, the game of tug will now be the reward. All right, unfortunately for today, we're out of time. If you want more information about the topic that we discussed today, I've written six training manuals, which are available for sale through St. Hubert's Dog Training School. You can send an email to our office manager, Tracy Hofer, at thofer, that's T-H-O-F-E-R, at St. Hubert's, all one word, S-T-H-U-B-E-R-T-S, .org, and request one of our basic training manuals. Next week, we'll have a very special guest on who's a pioneer in her field, so you won't want to miss it. A special thanks to our producers for making the show happen. If you'd like a transcript of the show or any other shows on Pet Life Radio Network, please go to PetLifeRadio.com and click on Teacher's Pet. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for shows, or if you have any problems, feel free, email me at Pia, P-I-A, at PetLifeRadio.com. So, until next time, this is Pia signing off, and thank you so much for your interest in Pet Life Radio. School's in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet, only on PetLifeRadio.com.